Well, daggum. How's it going, everybody? And welcome back to the Well Daggum Podcast, where by the end of the show, we hope to have you saying, Well, daggum. I learned something today. Big shout out to everybody that's been keeping up with our social medias and keeping up with our uh, our product we're putting out of uh, free podcasts for you to gain uh, information and funny jokes and uh, just knowledge that you might not have otherwise known. Uh, thank you for being a part of this, guys. Thanks for rating and reviewing out on iTunes and, and following on other platforms you might listen from, uh, like Google Play and Spotify and all those different things. Uh, hit us up on those, and uh, if you can comment and leave something about it, or if you can uh, follow it on those platforms, go ahead and do that. That helps us out. And uh, and thanks for following and sharing with uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you can share that stuff or comment on that stuff, it helps get us a little more traction to to have more people be blessed with the wonderful soundings of the well Gum world. Uh, but just keep on keeping on with all that, and we do appreciate it. If we make it, we make it. If we don't, I'll keep on putting them out anyway for my my enjoyment alone. <laughs> but thanks for keeping up with us, folks. Thanks for listening. Uh, we really do appreciate it. Share it with a friend. Share it with three. Whatever you whatever you feel like doing, just so that, uh, like I said, people can be blessed with it. Tonight on the podcast, we've had a, a real busy week around here in the teddy bear cave. Lots of things going on around our house. So uh, I, I called a good friend of mine to, to see if he could help me out with putting out a podcast during the hustle and bustle of the the August month and all the things that are happening. A lot of people have AC units going out right now and, and just dealing with a lot of headache of trying to get things fixed. And we had a hot water heater blow out on us. So we've been, uh, we've been handling that and trying to get through that situation for the past week or so, week and a half, and getting it lined out. And we've got it squared away. So now I can record and uh, and get this taken care of. But on the podcast, we have my good friend, Booker. How you doing, Booker? I'm all right. <laughs> I'm good. Just all right? I don't want to chance it, man. <laughs> don't, don't want to put, put, your, put your horse in front of the buggy too quick, right? I don't want to over-exaggerate. <laughs> but I'm all right. Let me uh, ask you a question. Yeah. As a former Toyota owner. Yeah. Because as I'm talking to you, I'm multitasking. I'm on Facebook Marketplace. <laughs> Why do people think that they can sell a? I know. I know they're good little pickups. Those little, those little Tacomas. Yeah. Not trashing them. Not knocking them or anybody that owns them. But once something's got like two hundred fifty thousand miles on it, I think you can't ask for six grand for, just because it's. Drive. Nah, oh. Yeah, that's a little much to be asking for. I mean, if it was kept in pristine condition and maybe driven like I've around. I've seen a few that, were, that are decent shape and stuff, you know, but yeah, I don't know. 6,000 is a lot for 200,000 miles, even if it's a Toyota. Those those last a long time, but at the same time, 200,000 miles is, some people would be like, that's just getting it broke in at that point. And I'm like, yeah, mine went 300,000 and it, uh, then it had its day. <laughs> I moved to Iowa, so I think I think trucks are a little bit more expensive Iowa too. It seems like possibly, it's hard to say, and that's kind of what we're wanting to hit on tonight. Uh, Booker, he he grew up down in Breathitt County, Kentucky, and uh, we've got to know each other pretty well over the years. And because uh, Breathitt's a lot like Martin County, where I'm from originally, and uh, he grew up there the majority of his life. I'd say, I'd say you were there up until you're almost thirty. Up to I was 30. 30. I moved 
I moved to Harlan County. I was 32, 33 when we moved to Harlan County. I was, I was 32 say, when we moved to Harlan County. I was going to say, you'd been I there for I quite a while. Too. Now, moving to Harlan County is like moving to a whole other country almost. It's the same. <laughs> I don't know. There's a lot more snake handling churches down that way, it seems. Yeah, there's stuff like that, but, you know. <laughs> remember, remember we had the, remember we always had the conversation, like what people, like urban air, like inner city urban area people would make fun of like hick people for yeah and then what hick people make fun of inner city urban area for yeah it's basically we make fun of each other for the same thing because we basically all like the same stuff it's yeah it's just we're in a different location so it's poor people it's poor people stuff people across the creek they're a little off because i've never been across the creek over there yeah but people are people but but now uh, in your good ripe age that you're at now you're you're moved up to Iowa is that right? Yeah. Uh, what what's the well we don't have to say the town that might get people looking for you with your your fame from the podcast. Uh, yeah. But, uh, but Trust me, it, it ain't a big town. It would be hard to find. <laughs> uh, but now he's living up in Iowa and he's trying out a few new things up there and and seeing what it's all about in another state that's a little further out west. Uh, a little further up north, less less hills. I'm assuming. Is that correct? Yeah, less. <laughs> it's about where I where I'm living. It's it's kind of like being around Central Kentucky. You get the rolling. It's not perfectly flat, right? But it's like it's like Central Kentucky. You get okay. the rolling hills. So it gives you a little bit of something. Then it's not totally yeah. flat. That's good. That, that's yeah. what I assumed from it. That it was just going to be where a totally I live. Flat. It's, it's like Central Kentucky without the money. <laughs> yeah, without uh, I, without I seventy five going right through the middle of it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm still like two hours from everything. <laughs> uh, yeah, I feel you on that. Now, now when you were leaving out and stuff like that, I know for me. Uh, when I, when I moved up to Northern Kentucky and things, uh, it wasn't too big of a deal. I was working in Ohio, you know, up in Dayton and stuff, but still living in Kentucky. And, and, uh, after I got married and things, we stayed in Kentucky for the time being, and we were just on the side, this side of the river, you know, right, right on this side of Cincinnati. And, uh, but when we talked about possibly moving up to Ohio, it, it was a big deal in my head. Like it's, uh, it kind of overwhelmed me a little bit because the thought of actually moving outside of the state of Kentucky, um, that had been my home forever. Uh, we take a sense of pride in being in Kentucky, I feel. And, uh, it, it was a, it was a big thought process to think about maybe transferring over to being a Buckeye. How, how did it feel not even going just a state away? How did it feel going a few states away to not being anywhere close to Kentucky? It kind of hurts your pride. <laughs> it really, because, you know, you take, I think, and I'd say people are probably like this all over the place, but it seems like, well, you know, I was born and right, you know, I was born here, raised here, going to die here. Yeah. Uh, you know. We're, we're not, I, we're not quite as bad as people from Texas, I don't feel, but we take a lot of pride in our state. Yeah. And not just our, like from that, the area. Yeah. Because when you ask, like, <laughs> People up here, they'll ask me, where, and I'm not, I don't want to sound like I'm knocking the rest of Kentucky or anything. <laughs> but when they say, where, you're from Kentucky, and I'll say, yeah, oh, I've been, I've been to Owensville, I've been, you know, I've been down 75. Yeah. And I was like, oh, 
you know, I was like, well, I'm a little bit further east than that. Yeah. I'm in the, I'm in the prettier part of it, you know, out a little, <laughs> a little bit off the beaten path. But, but I feel yeah. you on that. I, I mean, like, like I, where you, like I, when I, I had training up in, up there in Northern Kentucky. Right. And I like driving, I don't, I like driving out, is it Rabbit Hash out through there? Yeah, it's, I that's some, it out through there. I that's thought that was real, pretty out through there. Yeah, that it's drive. real pretty out that area. Uh, and that's an interesting place too, so. Yeah, you don't hear many places called habit rabbit hash. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it it and it's you know, I guess just like every state, it's a little bit different every every corner you go to pretty much. But anywhere in eastern Kentucky, I feel like you're you're hitting the same stuff all the time. <laughs> yeah. It's God's country. Yeah, it's just God's country. It's <laughs> the promised land. Some people would differ with from me, but <laughs> now, I like it. I liked it and I like it. Yeah. Oh yeah, I feel you too. And people that come, I feel like it grows on them quite quickly. Um, like you said, people from cities and stuff like that don't know about the country folk and what's going to happen to them. But once they get out there, they realize there's a lot of good people that'll that'll stop on the side of the road and help you. You know what I mean? And at which you have that in every state, I'm sure. But in Eastern Kentucky, that, that seems like a a lot more common occurrence. People actually going out of their way to help you a little bit. But um, but now in going up there, I know me, you and I have talked about it previously and stuff did, did you expect a different clientele of folk or a different clientele of people when you went up that way not so much i don't not so much because i've been coming up here my wife's from here so i've been coming up here 14 years yeah and so i didn't realize how the same but different yeah, it's you know, like first first of the month. It's first of the month up here, and if you guys don't know what we mean by first of the month, <laughs> that's when everything comes out, and that's where everybody hits Walmart and whatever else. Whatever. Well, most places don't have anything but a Walmart. If you're lucky to have a Walmart, and if you don't have a Walmart, like the town I live in doesn't even have a dollar store. So well, but the town the town you were in before, shoot, I mean. You had a Walmart in town, at least. We had to drive 30 minutes where I was from in any direction. Yeah. Any direction you drove 30 minutes, you were going to hit at least a Walmart. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So we had a we had a ride aid to our pharmacy, and then we had our grocery yeah. store. That's about it, and gas stations. Where'd you you Paintsville, wasn't it? That's probably where you went the most. Yeah, Paintsville, and then they got one in Louisa, which is the other direction. That's the one people seem to tend to go to more. It feels like. Paintsville got that. Paintsville's got a real big Walmart now up on that hill, though. Oh yeah, yeah. They, uh, I, I think they broke some kind of record for how big it was when they first put it in. Possibly. Because I thought the I thought the one at Hazard was big. I went that one up there on the hill in Paintsville. That's well, pretty big. Well, I know when it uh, when they put the they put the McDonald's in our hometown uh, back in the day. I think I might have been in high school or just out. I was probably out of high school. But uh, they put the McDonald's in the gas station just down the road from the high school. And uh, I remember they set a, a world record for the most sales on a two-register McDonald's uh, in the U.S. or something <laughs> like that <laughs> within the first week of it being there. And there would be a line coming out of that gas station going down the road the first month of it being there. Because people were just like, oh, wow, we got a new restaurant, you know. And, I mean, it was McDonald's and they'd all had it. 
but at the same time it was it was such a mess like for the first two months i never even set foot in there because i was like i'm not going i'm not going to deal with all that mess but <laughs> you remember when that when that when that taco bell hit jackson oh at a yeah. gas station yeah 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 <laughs> it's like that I, yeah. I wonder if that i wonder if that taco bell hit a record you know i bet if we looked online we'd probably figure it out that we could just claim that it did you know <laughs> this no, not a lot of people do a lot of fact checking on here or, or messaging later to say if it was or wasn't. They just have to take our word for it. So it's pretty, and it's, that's a bad place to get in out because the McDonald's is right it, beside that gas station in Jackson. Yeah, <laughs> and there's the red light there. Right, <laughs> and you had to watch. You had to watch what three or four different. Well, there's a people turn people going straight down, going north on 15. Yeah, people getting ready to turn on them. Highway 30 there. <laughs> then you had people headed south on 15. You had to watch out for them. And the people also headed south on 15 that was going to turn into the McDonald's or the Taco Bell. <laughs> and there's no red light there. You just had to change so it and you. Yeah. <laughs> Risking life and limb for uh, no. being burrito. Now, that was right well, across. My, that was right in across. My case, <laughs> in my case, it would have been like four or five being burritos. So. Now that was right across that Taco Bell was right across from where the the government or the military used to come in and burn the weed, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I remember that too. When they go, when they raid people's patches, yeah, they bring it all in there in them Humvees and dump it there <laughs> and burn big piles of pot. <laughs> I remember that a bunch of times. It was a huge pile every time too. I mean, it was right. a, it was a mountain of weed running people's Christmases. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every time you'd hear that helicopter flying over, there's people going out to their patches and trying to harvest. They was always getting it right before it was just time to get it, right before it's time to harvest. So, I knew this one guy. His dad was on one of those. He was, his dad was a state trooper, so one of those. I guess I don't know marijuana task force. Force <laughs> and him. His, his dad came home with like two big bags full of roasting ears, and he's like, "Where'd you get those?" He said, "He said a guy had a bunch of." marijuana planted amongst the corn <laughs> and he's like he's, he's like we harvest the pot he said where well, he was going he wasn't going to need that corn any. he wasn't going to be eating any of that corn <laughs> he was just going to go to waste yeah that's what he said the police said i just got me two big bags of roasting and i tell you what police force is just so corrupt i tell you <laughs> still in that hey. poor fellers roasting ears i think it is that peaches and cream corn so hey they ain't not <laughs> Now, That's good stuff. now, when you grow uh, weed around other vegetables or other plants that way, they take on a little bit of the same stuff that it's growing with. I know um, I was, when I was back home, I, I worked for that small restaurant in town there. Uh, shout out to Miss Ida's Tea Room. I used to work for them. And uh, I ran out to get some more fruit for their chicken salad fruit plate that they were famous for that everybody loved to get. And, well, they put in grapes and stuff. Oh, yeah. They, well, they... They make the chicken salad on its own, which was a, it's a great, if you're ever through there, you need to try their chicken salad. It's really good. But then they would make fruit on the side, so it was a nice light meal. Uh, but they had run out of fruit, so they sent me to the farmer's market in town. And uh, I was just going through, like, I need a bunch of fruit to fix for dinner, you know. And so they're showing me this, giving me some grapes, some strawberries, whatever. And they said, uh, you need a watermelon? I said, like, yeah, I could probably use a couple watermelons. And uh, they said, here, you want this watermelon. And I was like, he was acting real shady. I was like, what, what do you mean I need this watermelon? He goes, we've been, we've been doing some crossbreeding at UK. 
They've been trying some new things to make a sweeter watermelon, yada, yada, yada. And it's seedless and all this stuff. So, okay, all right, I'll take it, you know, no big deal, here's here's some money. I get it back to the restaurant, we cut into it, and they're like, oh my goodness, this is the sweetest watermelon I've ever tasted. And I tried a bite of it, and when I tried a bite, the aftertaste tasted just like pot. Not like not like you took a, a piece of weed and started chewing on it, tastes like pot, but just that after afterburner taste that you kind of have in your mouth after you've hit a joint or something like that or, or smelled it in the air. And I was like, does anybody notice that aftertaste to that? And they'd try it again. They were like, well, yeah, I guess I do kind of taste that. And I told them what I thought it was. And then they all were eating it and started giggling around. And I was like, you guys are being stupid. And I was like, "You're. it's in your head that it's in that. And you're eating it and you're just, you're, it's subconsciously making you think you're getting giggly. You're not actually high. And then I took a big old thing of the water that was left over from the juice of it and drank a big thing of it. And I got so giddy and giggling around and laughing. They they pulled together and got every bit of extra cash they had on their person and had me go out and buy every watermelon that guy had. <laughs> now, if it was true and it was real, I, I don't know. I can't tell you. But now I did feel something from eating that watermelon. Uh so I feel that, you know, if they do it the right way, you can make your corn give a new meaning to roasting ears, I guess. Oh, I've never heard of that. <laughs> I do know I was listening to that Steve Ranella. Oh, yeah. From that Meat Eaters podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The he's, uh, he's talking about uh, bear, well, bears do that, like whatever bears eat a lot of. They taste like once you, once you cut yeah. them up and cook them and stuff. That bear, when when I was living in Harlan County, those bears we had around our house, they taste like they probably taste like coffee grounds and baby bears. Because <laughs> <laughs> all they ate the garbage. Well, that, I have a buddy who was talking about going squirrel hunting and bringing a few fellas around and and just going squirrel hunting. And which up here in northern Kentucky, I know when I first moved up and I looked out in the backyard, I was like, oh my gosh, your your squirrels are the size of raccoons up here. They're huge. Like I wasn't used to seeing them like that. And uh, we were joking around about it, and I figured it out because they were just eating garbage all the time. Like, whatever somebody threw out in the garbage, they were getting into and eating, and nobody was hunting up there or up here. So all these squirrels were just having a field day eating whatever they could find. And you guys need to turn loose some mountain lions to control that population. (laughs) So I, I was laughing about that. I was like, yeah, even if I did pick one of these squirrels off, I said, I don't think I'd cook it. I feel like you're going to be getting as bad, a, bad as eating a rat if you're eating one of the squirrels up here. Hepatitis squirrels. <laughs> so I, I'm I'm excited that when we actually go squirrel hunting back home. I'm excited about bringing some squirrels home maybe or, or at least just having some feathers try them for the first time. I mean, it ain't, it ain't nothing crazy, but, you know, you get some squirrel gravy going and a few, few, few of them throw it in the pressure cooker. And, you know, it can make a nice little meal. Do you know people that eat squirrel brains? Uh, my grandma and him talked about it all the time. Somebody told me that it makes you that you get some kind of disease off of it. I don't know. Yeah, it makes you go a little nuts. I don't. I don't, I don't know. I don't see the point. If it's, you know, if you can get enough meat, that's you know, you're not like it's not like you're starving to death in a survival situation. I don't see the point. Need the brains. Now, unless now, you're about to starve to death. Now you moved up to Iowa and stuff, and I reckon they deer hunt up there too. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Now, do they have laws up there to where they can spotlight and they can uh, 
where they go out like they're bird hunting to shoot deer, where they just line up and start walking through a field and shooting whatever jumps up? Not not like that, but there's stuff that they, if they're destroying crops, I think you can get with it's DNR up here. I think that's what it is. Yeah. Like if they're destroying your soybeans or your corn. Yeah. But it's like it, you know, you see a lot of deer in Kentucky. Right. But not, but not like up here. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, that there was yeah, a lot more. Up here, and up, up here, it's not, you know, if you hit a deer, it's when you hit one. Because, <laughs> you know, like, I I always thought those brush guards on trucks were really cool. Yeah. Because they look cool and, you know, put some lots on them. Right. But, like, everybody, like, you know, I'd say 75% of the trucks you see up here, yeah. even little, t- you know, have, like, some kind of, you know, if you got money, you get one. You know, when you get it, if you do, if you don't have money, you get somebody to get a bunch of rebar. Or, <laughs> but you want you know, old, that, old cow pushers off a train on the front. <laughs> yeah, and then you know, angle iron, get a bed frame or something, <laughs> because you're gonna hit one. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, it was funny. I think I might have shared this on the podcast before, but I can't remember. But uh, I had some guys coming down to visit when I lived back home um, from up here in northern Kentucky. And, uh, when I, they were on their way there, they were calling me, let me know they were on their way. And it was about an hour or so out. My brother gives me a call and he says, Hey man, you need to come over here. Uh, my wife just hit a deer. And I was like, Oh man, did it tear it up? Do I need to help push the car out of the ditch or something like that? And he said, Oh no, the car's got a dent in it, but it's fine. But this deer is still fresh. And I was like, oh, you, you want me to come over and help string it up and skin it and everything? And he's like, yeah, if them boys are coming in, uh, we can go ahead and cut the back straps off, and I'll give you that meat, and, you know, we'll cut the rest of it up and put it in the freezer. He said, but you can let them boys try some fresh deer meat. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's a great idea. So I go over, I help him string it up and skin it and everything, and we quarter it up and whatnot, and he gives me the back straps. So I come back to the house, and when they get there, I pull it out, and we start frying it up on the stove, put a little flour on it, a little salt and pepper, and uh we're frying it up and everything we're eating it they're loving it just oh man that's so good i was like yeah that's the best part of the deer you can get you know and and we're sitting around i was like well boys i'll freeze some of this and you can take it home with you you know give it to your wives or whatever and you can have it at the house to eat and uh right before they was getting ready to leave my buddy looks at me mike that's been on the podcast and he said uh yeah i don't think i'm gonna take it and i was like mike that's really good meat you know you liked it You, you should go ahead and take it he said no as soon as my wife found out that that's roadkill, she'd probably throw me out of the house. And I was like, oh, wow, that is roadkill, wasn't it? <laughs> I started cracking up because it never even dawned on me that it was roadkill. And I was just like, wow, that's a that's a good first experience for coming to Martin County. Like, you guys really got the... <laughs> you really got the lay of the land for your first visit down. <laughs> It was good though. We ate every bit of it. It was delicious. <laughs> oh. <That's, clears throat> I had a van load of kids and some lady, some lady hit a deer in front of me, and it was fresh. Like I, and um, <laughs> had a van like a fifteen passenger van full of kids. Yeah, <laughs> and like I was trying to think some way. To get that deer in there, <laughs> you know, you got like what six inches behind the back. There's no way I could got it in there. <laughs> I like that you were trying to put together how to do it, though. <laughs> I didn't have any rope or anything to tie, you know, tie on the hood. Or yeah. Like that. 
<laughs> yeah, they make fun of old Jed Clampett and stuff like that. But honestly, man, you know, when you're resourceful, it, it helps you out. <laughs> well, ain't no point, you know, ain't no point wasting good meat. Well, and that's why you always keep a tarp in your car. Bungee cords and a tarp. You always got to have that handy. Especially if you have daughters. <laughs> 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 our daughters, our daughters are still a little too young to have to worry about it, but it's good to be prepared. It's good to have those thoughts. <laughs> oh mercy! Well, I appreciate you. I appreciate you calling in for me, bud, and, and talking oh, with welcome. me a little bit. And uh, I know we didn't hit on any groundbreaking stuff as far as like curing cancer or you know solving the uh, the U.S. Well. debt crisis or anything. And <laughs> But you know, well, I got, I, I've got a few ideas. But <laughs> I'm gonna save them, save them for my run for president, 2024. Hey man, I'll I'll promote for you. I'll, I'll get as many votes for you as I can. I'm sure everybody listening to the Well Dad Gun podcast wouldn't care one bit to vote for you. <laughs> I I did get to see Andrew Yang in the flesh. Andrew Yang. Yeah. Did you I want, Did you realize it was him, or did you just think it was some dude at? at uh, at McDonald's. <laughs> I knew he was going to be there because he's at the state fair up here in Iowa. Oh. Um, did you, my wife took pictures, but they got like a big old cow sculpture out of, made out of butter up here. Oh, wow. All kinds of stuff. And they sculpted out of butter. <laughs> now, is butter one of their main exports up there in Iowa? I don't have a clue. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's just something they figured out they'd do. It's like, well, yeah. This warehouse is getting ready to shut down. They got all this butter. Maybe we just hang on to it and, and carve it into stuff every year at the fair. It's the first, though. <laughs> first, I never went to Kentucky State Fair. Right. Living in Kentucky. Well, it was, ain't, ain't it around Louisville? It's like, yeah. 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 I think it's over by Kentucky Kingdom. Yeah. I, I was pretty sure that was where it was at. Have you, you ever been to it? I've never been to it either. I've been by it when it was going on, but I. What about your wife? Has she ever been to it? You know, I bet she probably has, where she you was going to, to school to and stuff. You need to get her to do a podcast about the Kentucky State Fair. <laughs> see, see if, if see anything any, made out of butter. <laughs> see any butter sculptures. <laughs> it's hard to say what their, their sculpting uh, competition might have been with here in Kentucky. I, I was trying to think of something funny that maybe uh, Manteca Lard or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about that last podcast. Uh, <laughs> Oh, uh, but well, anyway. <laughs> well, I was up here. I was up here. Some, some, some lady kind of owed me a favor. Yeah. So she asked my wife. She's like, "What can I do to pay him back?" Well, anyway, she's she's thinking about some way to like pay me back for the favor. Yeah. And like in the whole process of talking, she's talking about her maters weren't turning. Yeah. You know, there's all grain. Yeah. And she said, "We need to make her some fried green maters." Oh yeah. And, um, I think I saw y'all posting about those the other day. Yeah, I ate a whole, I ate, <laughs> ate quite a bit of. They're we, pretty good. We we only had one uh, one tomato plant this year, and it's it's produced about five tomatoes. I've only harvested three of them so far, but I'm the only one that eats tomatoes in the house. So I, I cut them up and let, make them last for two or three days, making sandwiches with them and stuff. But we still got two green ones growing that they aren't even half grown yet. Which, so I saw somebody on Facebook made fried green red tomatoes. Fried, so fried red tomatoes then, not fried green. <laughs> yeah, fr- red. They said they were pretty good. 
Huh. But to me, they would be like so juicy. You know how juicy they are? Yeah. Like yeah. where the green ones are harder. It's right. Like a They're more crisp and stuff. Yeah. And if anybody listening, how many ever listen have never had fried green tomatoes? Yeah. You have no idea what you're missing. Well, and that's just like anything deep fried. Oh, my goodness. I mean, anything fried's going to taste pretty good. My wife made them in uh, air fryer once. They're pretty good. Really? Yeah. They're good in the air fryer. I, I might have to, when those get, the two I've got left, when they get just big enough, I might have to pick them off and make some here at the house. I don't know if any of these folks have ever had any here in the house. I, I'm not really sure. See, it's like when I'm getting to a point where the stuff that I hated as a kid. Yeah. Because it was made a lot. And you just get, you know, just get sick of eating it. Yeah. Soup beans. Now, I don't know if you can never get sick of soup beans. Unless I you, did as a child. Unless, unless you just had them every day. <laughs> you get sick of me eating. You get sick of me eating soup beans. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, soup beans and cornbread, and then you whatever corn you know cornbread. I never did like cornbread buttermilk, but just cornbread milk's good. Yeah, Dad and them they crunch always it up. they'd always crunch up a bunch of cornbread and uh, buttermilk and eat it all the time. I just don't like. I don't like to chew my milk myself. Yeah, yeah. I, I mix it in with my beans and stuff like that, and keep a pone out to the side to pick off. Of. My dad would cut up a half an onion and eat an onion oh, like an good. apple. He'd eat. Yeah. It, he'd eat it like an apple See, while he was eating soup beans. That's what mom. She would like. She'd cut up. My, my mom. She cut onions up, and they'd be just out like slices of onion out on the plate. You yeah. walk by and grab one and eat it. Uh, now I always like collard greens with it with my beans. Yeah, nice, nice and sa- I like sauerkraut mixed right. in with soup beans. Yeah, I do love me some sauerkraut. I'm all the time getting a, a Reuben sandwich if we go out somewhere. Oh like, my goodness! I love to get me Where some sauerkraut. I, oh, there's there's some restaurant I went to with some people up here. A town called what is it? Town? The town's called Oskaloosa. Oskaloosa. There's it's like a little you know wasn't a chain restaurant or anything. It went Arby's went to. Arby's has a good Reuben, though. They do have a good Reuben. And I, and I don't like Arby's, so. <laughs> you know the Simpsons episode? <laughs> the, the kids get trapped on that auto wrecks the bus, and they're stuck on that island. <laughs> and that Ralphie or whatever his name is. Yeah. I'm so hungry, I can eat Arby's. <laughs> <laughs> Was he drink hot wax? And he said, it tastes like burning. Oh, no, those berries yeah that's what it was it yeah. tastes like what, burning well they taste like ralphie they taste like burning <laughs> the most underrated character in the simpsons for sure <laughs> oh but but yeah um did you like poke salad oh yeah i love me some poke salad now, now y'all, y'all that are listening that don't know what this stuff is, is, I would assume most of you do. Most of you that are from Kentucky are generally the people listening anyway. But uh, if you don't know what it is, look it up online. It's delicious. <laughs> now, and just a just a free plug for Harlan County. <laughs> yeah. Like the first weekend of June, they have the Polk Salad Festival. That's true. There's I was trying to remember if that was in Breath. I couldn't remember. Is in Harlan. Harlan County's got the. Oh, okay. Uh, Fruit Sor- for Breathitt County. They got the Honey Festival coming up. Well, they got the Honey Festival. Who's the Sorghum yeah. Festival? That's close by, too. That's uh, Morgan County over West Liberty. No, that's just cane syrup, isn't it? Sorghum? It's like kind of, yeah, kind of like it. Yeah. So, it might be different on my... Uh, we- Pipe's got Hillbilly Days. Yeah. 
We used to have the pumpkin festival in Inez. Now it's just the harvest fest, they call it. If they still have it, even. Hanks will have anything? Uh, Apple Fest, I think. I think that's what they have. Hazard has the Black Gold Festival. Black Gold. Cold. Yeah, Lee, County, Lee County's got Batemore, Kentucky. They got the Woolly Worm Festival. Oh, yeah. What is... I can't remember what Irvin's is called over in Estill County. The Boonville, Alsa County is Daniel Boone Days, I think. That that makes sense. Then <laughs> I think Winchester. I don't know what to get that for. I can't remember what this little county is. <laughs> it's something like I think that might be something like around about dry, you know about dryland fish or something like that. Really? There's might be. Yeah, I think. How long do you normally do these podcasts? Let me. Oh, uh, we we've made the we've made the time if we need to quit. But if you need to look something up, go right ahead. Because if anybody's listened this long, they're a true fan. <laughs> yeah, and I'm gonna I wanna let them know what Essel County, Kentucky's old festival is. <laughs> that's what I started thinking. I was like, anybody that's listened to us ramble on for this long, they they deserve to hear what what Estill County's festival yeah. is. <laughs> Mountain the Mountain Mushroom Festival. Mountain Mushroom Festival. Yeah, not to be, not to be confused with the Mountain Shroom Festival, which now, is now not I don't made know, public. And I don't know that we have many ramp festivals in Kentucky. Have you ever heard of a place in Kentucky that has a ramp festival? Because now up in West Virginia, ramps Everest might have a ramp festival. I'm gonna say West Virginia Everest. is really big about ramps, which is a, a wild onion that grows that stinks to high heaven. <clears throat> I went to grade school with a kid that said need pick them off the playground and eat them. <laughs> and then you could stand to be around them the rest of the day. I had boys yeah. in high school that would skip class and go pick uh, walnuts. They'd go up in the hillside and pick walnuts and come back to the to school and their hands would be stained where they'd been <laughs> <laughs> picking walnuts. And I, I was like, you skipped class to go pick walnuts up in the hill and then came back to school. <laughs> like, <laughs> Here's a plug for Everett's Kentucky. Everett's has the annual ramp festival. I knew they had some festival, and they like cooked a lot of. They had ramps and dryland fish and stuff. Yeah, but yeah, Everett's in Harlan County. Is it Highway Thirty Eight? <laughs> you go to Harlan County, follow Highway Thirty Eight to Everett's, <laughs> and they have the ramp festival there for. There uh, you go. Pineville is the Mountain Laurel Festival. What in the world, Mountain Laurel? Yeah, that's what Pineville's is. I don't even know what that's uh, supposed to be. London's got the Chicken Festival. Well, that's pretty generic, isn't it? The, yeah, I guess where Colonel Sanders was around that area. Yeah, that's I true. I thought his first restaurant was in Corbin. It is, and I've ate there. Yeah. And uh, got a severe intestinal discomfort. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's just KFC in general, right? <laughs> yeah. There's a, there's a place in Iowa called the Pizza Ranch, and it's a pizza buffet. Yeah. But their fried chicken is amazing. <laughs> they got like they got one buffet section's got pizza, then they got another. It's got fried chicken and biscuits and mashed mashed taters and corn and green beans. <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> I take your word for it. I don't know that I, when I ever come up to visit, we'll have to go there. But other than that, <laughs> yeah, it's really good because like you want, know you know how sometimes you just crave a big piece of fried chicken and a cheese stick. Yeah. Get, get knock both of those out right 
that's like the old restaurant Druthers. That's what it oh, makes me man. think of. There's still one in Campbellsville, Kentucky. <laughs> Somebody was telling me about that. It might have been you. It probably was me. Because we were talking about there is a Druthers it. in Campbellsville. And I, if you like, if you remember Rax? Yeah, I remember Rax. Harlan still got a Rax. If you everybody, free, another free plug for the great <laughs> county and city of Harlan, Kentucky. <laughs> they have a Rax. Oh, man. People coming across the Tennessee border all the time just to give them some racks. <laughs> well, uh, a guy I went to church with in Harlem, his um, his son lives in Shelbyville. Yeah. And, you know, they look forward to going, you know, when you think you live in Shelbyville, you're halfway between Langston, halfway between Langston, Louisville, not far from Cincinnati. Yeah. All kinds of restaurants to choose from. Well, that guy told me when his, when his son and his daughter-in-law when, and their kids come in from Shelbyville, yeah, one of the one of the things they're really excited about is racks. <laughs> I mean, okay, <laughs> it's all right. Yeah, I know. It's just kind of yeah, all right. You know, I've not had Druthers racks in a long had, time. I think they're still big down in the south, like further south. Druthers had really good um, chicken salad. Man, I, that's the only place I loved it because I could get a happy meal with a chicken leg and French fries. And what was, what were those hamburgers called? Oh, I don't like, remember what they're called. Royal hamburgers. Burger Crown? I can't remember what they were. It's a Royale with cheese. <laughs> well, um, I can remember we had one. There's one in Camp. There's one in Jackson, one in Campton, and those went out of business. We had one and, when I was a kid, and then they turned it into a Dairy Queen through most of my middle school and high school years. And then they sold out to somebody that just calls it American Grill now. I guess what, it's still dude, kicking. Did y'all have like a dairy cheer? Uh, we, we've got all kinds of dairy bars and stuff like they that. They had one. It's like a restaurant that's called a dairy cheer. Yeah. They had one in West Liberty, or not West Liberty, but Index outside of West Liberty. was pretty good. Yeah. And then a Pomada, which is yeah, kind of weird. I remember Pomada. They had one in Louisa. <laughs> yeah, they had one in West Liberty. And then come up, there's not, there ain't any more up here, but I remember it used to be Pomadas up here in Iowa. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I think that's about all the... <laughs> you've never, let me tell you, you've never shopped at a Pomada or a Magic Mart, you ain't lived. <laughs> Magic Mart, you turned me on to that down there in uh, Hazard. Oh, Hazard. Oh, man, yeah. that was crazy. I it went out of business last year, man. Last year? That took that yeah. long for it to go out of business? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyway, for those of you that are the true fans that have listened all the way through this episode, I truly appreciate you. Uh, make sure to share and uh, put it out there. I'll try to have a good, funny, uh, <laughs> good, funny post about it on the social media. Logo up. I might do it if they've listened this long. It, it'll be that little. <laughs> People be like, what the heck? Uh, but if you're listening this long, I do appreciate it. Uh, let you guys know, I, I plan on having some shirts to be coming out pretty soon uh, for the podcast. If you'd like to be a part of that, be watching. I'll post about it on social media uh, to get some good designs on there to, to have you guys something to show that you're proud of what's going on here. Uh, or you could get it, if they're cheap enough, you could use it for an oil rag in the garage or something. Whatever you want to do with it. But uh <laughs> <sleeves> off of it. <laughs> But Booker, I really appreciate you coming on and rambling on oh, with welcome. me, man. And uh, it's always a pleasure to get to talk to you. And uh, for those of you still out there, uh, thank you so much. And uh, we'll talk at y'all later, I guess. <laughs> we'll see you, Booker. See ya. All right, man. All right, see ya. Bye.